Hey guys, welcome to another edition of the Shire Salvos podcast. Jack Clifton here with you this afternoon or uh, this morning or this evening, wherever you're listening from. And uh, thank you so much for tuning in uh, to another episode of the Shire Salvos podcast. Uh, on uh, today's podcast episode, we're going to bring you up to date with everything that's happening around the life of the church. Christmas is only a stone's throw away and only a few days away. So uh, we'll be talking about our Christmas Eve and Christmas Day services and a bit of a stuff that's happening uh, around the church and also play you the sermon from Joel Campbell, which happened uh, on Sunday's service on Sunday, the 19th of December. So uh, looking forward to bringing that to you uh, in this podcast episode. No Claire Clifton uh, tonight. Uh, Claire will be back on the podcast next week. So it's just me writing solo tonight and uh, looking forward to keeping you updated on everything that is happening uh, within the life of our church. So let's not uh, waste any more time. Let's jump into your latest Shire Salvos news here on the Shire Salvos podcast. And we'll kick it off by taking a look at our Christmas services. We've been speaking about this the last couple of weeks on the podcast. So uh, there is a Christmas Eve service happening on the 24th of December. Uh, that is going to be a Friday. And then the Christmas Day service is going to be on the Saturday uh, Saturday morning. So the Christmas Day service, 9.30 a.m. and the Christmas Eve service, 6 p.m. So both at our uh, Menai or Bangor loca- location at 11 Pilliger Place at Bangor. Um, well, as you may have known if you, you went to church or you're privy with the news of stuff happening around in New South Wales. Um, the health restriction eased last week, which means um, that face masks are no longer need, needed to be worn at, at indoor venues. Um, QR check-ins are still required at places uh, of worship. And you'll still need to, to register uh, for the Sunday services and, and the Christmas Eve and, and Christmas Day services as well. I would still encourage you to wear a mask. I think that's certainly the, the advice we're getting from a lot of different health professionals and those kinds of things, but they are not uh, necessarily needed and they're not mandated as they were um, earlier in the day. But we've got our Christmas services the 24th and 25th of December. So please make sure you register uh, for those. Um, If you want more information um, about that, you can head to the website shiresalvos.org.au or you can head to salvationarmy.org.au forward slash Christmas. And you can also uh, phone the church office as well, 95429500. That's 95429500. And also with our Christmas services happening, um, there is going to be a chance uh, for um, you to give money towards the Fiji Student Scholarship Fund. Um, Yeah, there's going to be opportunities in the Christmas Eve and Christmas Day services there. And you can also make a donation online so you can contact the church office uh, for that if if that is something that, uh, that you'd be interested in doing. Uh, registration for the New South Wales Young Adult Retreat is now open. It's happening next year between the 11th and 13th of February for 18 to 25-year-olds down at the uh, Youth Works at Telford. Um, yeah, down there at uh, Rathane at Telford Road. Uh, registrations do close on the 21st of January and it's $150. Uh, and if you want more information about that, you can uh, email uh, Bindi Lupus at the Salvation Army, bindi.lupus at salvationarmy.org.au. Uh, that wraps up all of our news section, a bit of a, a smaller one this afternoon with not too much on with Christmas coming and certainly hope that, um, yeah, it is a, a blessed time for you. I know Christmas can be a pretty tough time for a lot of people and that was something that we certainly spoke about at church on on, on Sunday and we certainly, um, yeah, hope that, uh, yeah, you are encouraged by this uh, podcast or this sermon or by friends or uh, family if you have them um, around you if it, if it is a bit of a, a bit of a tough time and, and certainly don't, um, yeah, don't hesitate to contact uh, the Shire Salvos crew, uh, whether it's Kim or Mark or Joel or uh, even um, a couple of the ladies in the office as well. They'll be more than happy to, to listen to you and, um, yeah, maybe give some advice, but sometimes it's just nice to have a bit of a listening ear um, so we're not, uh, not 
feeling uh, completely alone um, here in this Christmas time as well. If you want more, any, any more information about what we've spoken about or stuff we've spoken about in recent weeks or you're looking just to stay up to date with everything that's happening in Shire Salvos, uh, there is a couple of resources that you can head to. Um, we have uh, both a Facebook page and a website. So the website is shiresalvos.org.au. So the podcast does go up on there um, and there is uh, lots of information on there about things that are happening around the church and then also uh, via Facebook, facebook.com forward slash shiresalvos to keep up to date with everything there. There's uh, plenty of posts that are, bit, that are going in day in, day out with, uh, with Joel and Kim sharing on those platforms quite regularly. We're going to take our first little break here on the Shire Salvos podcast. On the other side of that, we're going to be uh, hearing from uh, Joel Campbell. Joel spoke to us on Sunday. The, he was talking to us about uh, the story of Christmas and, and I guess pose the question, are you unimpressed with uh, with Christmas? We heard the story of Mary uh, and Elizabeth, which was a, a really powerful moment uh, in the book of the Bible. Uh, those two women are the center of God's plan um, with Elizabeth obviously giving birth to John the Baptist and uh, Mary giving giving birth to uh, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, and it's a, it's a really interesting uh, story and it was really interestingly put together by Joel, I guess, focusing on that nothing uh, is, is impossible for, for God and um, that, that God's wonder uh, really does describe his kingdom. So I hope that you can get a lot out of the sermon for this week. Joel Campbell talking to us with, Are You Unimpressed with Christmas? Well, good morning. It's nice to have all the kids in the church. And it's exciting to see that Christmas is coming. And it's nice to hear all the kids thinking about the wow moments and the fact that Jesus basically said my sermon so I could probably sit down, but I'll, I'll keep going instead. Well, today we are looking at uh, the word wonder. That's our theme for today. And we're going to watch a, uh, a TV trailer, um, a series called An Idiot Abroad. Not the greatest name, but An Idiot Abroad, and you'll see why soon. Uh, but a guy called Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant, they send their friend, uh, who is called Carl Pilkington, around the world to see the seven wonders of the world. And so I want you to watch this and just see what he thinks of the wonders of the world. Thanks, guys. The seven wonders of the world. Christ the Redeemer. The Taj Mahal. The Great Pyramids. Truly man's greatest achievements. But there's one man who sees them differently. If that was on my road, the council would be on it. They'd go, get that down. It's a death trap. Carl Pilkington. It's like a pylon. <laughs> We've often described him as being like some kind of real-life Homer Simpson. Homer is small-minded, petty, but at, at his core, a good person. And lovable. Absolutely lovable. It's like a game of Jenga that's got out of hand. I can't get enough of him. Is everyone going to be wearing this? He's a typical little Englander, and he doesn't like going out of his comfort zone. I just think that it'd be amazing to send him around the world. What we'd like to see is him experience other cultures, other peoples, and see if in any way we can change his outlook on the world. I've been to many exotic places. I genuinely think travel uh, broadens the mind. There you go. So it says, um, Steve Merchant, he said that uh, the experience was meant to give him an impression about the other cultures of the world, other people, and really, hopefully, change his outlook on life. But clearly, he's standing there, not impressed at all. Some of his, um, what he said, in terms of the pyramids, he said, I thought they would have nice rendered sides. He says that um, they actually just blocks 
on top of each other. They said it's just like a game of Jenga. He mentioned as well, if it was in his council, they'll take it down. That's probably the, the case in the Shire too. Christ the Redeemer, he says, it's just a big pylon. He says that the Great Wall, it's not, it's all right. It's an all right wall of China. And then he visited the Museum of Cairo and he just said, it's like my Aunt Nora's house. There's just too many ornaments. So you, you just see, he's not impressed. And it's a, quite a funny, uh, funny series as he goes around the world. And most of us, we love our travel. We can't do it at the moment, but it would be great to see all those things. But there he is standing there, just not impressed. And so my question today are you feeling the same way about Christmas at the moment? Like I feel so many of us, we've lost that wonder maybe of Christmas, that wonder of Jesus Christ coming, as the kids have said, because most of us were feeling overwhelmed about what's going on in our lives at the moment. We've come out of lockdown, things are ramping up, our calendars are full, we're getting busy, Christmas is here, you're collecting or you're helping with the hampers, you've got your own work life deadlines, it is just all ramping up. And I often hear most people say that they don't have time for the things they need to do at the moment. And so that needs to shift. So I wonder, like Carl, are you thinking of Christmas and thinking, what's going on? Surely there's more to this. And today we are focusing on the story of Mary and Elizabeth and how they meet together. A really powerful moment. And so that was Mary explaining her story in terms of how she found out that she was going uh, to be the mother of Jesus and then her visit to Elizabeth. And so they are at the center of God's plan. We have Mary and Elizabeth. They have children, one who will transform humankind and the other who will simply assist this process. So Mary, she gives birth to Jesus, and Elizabeth to John the Baptist. They, when you think of wonder, are full of wonder about what God is doing in their lives, but they are full of wonder about the miracle that God has done for them, for them both to be able to have children. And that's my prayer for today, that their wonder would speak into our own lives as well. And so if you start with the wonder of Elizabeth... There's a few things you have to consider. Firstly, she was quite old when this was going to take place. And you have to consider what that meant for her. See, women in that time, their role was to have kids. And so here here she was. There might have been pressure. There might have been shame. But this was such a long journey for her, waiting for this moment to have a child. And many commentaries, they say, though, that this was a sign. It was done for a reason And quite similar to the story of Abraham and Sarah, when they have to wait to quite old age to have kids as well, where God was about to do something significant. She was the first step in the Christmas story. And when you look at Elizabeth, her character, she's one who is obedient. She's one who's strong. And there's the story of when she finally has John uh, the Baptist and it comes to naming him. And in the traditional times, you would name him a family name. Uh, And she simply says, no, the angel told me that my son needs to be called John. She stood her ground. She was obedient. She was strong. It also mentioned, and Mary said it in the video before, that she was a Holy Spirit-filled woman. And the thing is, when she meets Mary, this is what I really enjoy and like. The first, her response is one of excitement. One of prophecy, where she speaks over people. Um, She is an encourager. She was a cup filler. She was there to be a positive impact on Mary's life. 
She was actually everything that Mary needed in that time. And I know for each of you, there are Elizabeths in your own life that will be there in your times of need as well. But the thing is, for for Elizabeth, she could have thought quite negatively. She could have asked God, well, why was it me that I'm the one who's going to give birth to Jesus? Why is it just me giving birth to John? Why did I have to wait so long when Mary, she had a baby quite young? Her response could have been very different, but her choice was to be an encourager, to speak life into Mary, and to have excitement for somebody else's journey. Her role from God, it absolutely meant everything to her. It was her part to play. She knew what it was about, and she knew that her son... John the Baptist, he was about to prepare the way for Jesus and for people. She knew the significance of it. So my question is, how does her wonder, Elizabeth's wonder, speak into your own life as well today? And then you get to the wonder of Mary. And so a bit of context, she was just a name, no-name girl from a small village. She was young, they think she was a teenager, and she was about to be the future mother to the king of the world. And actually it says when uh, she was met by the angel to tell her that she was going to give birth to Jesus, she simply asked the question, how can this be because I'm a virgin? So it's kind of the opposite. So Elizabeth, her um, uh, husband, Zachariah, he was told as well by an angel that they were going to have a son. And his response was, how can I be sure that is going to happen? Mary, her response was that she believed it could happen but simply wanted to know how. Zachariah was doubtful. Mary was one that was full of faith. She was a faithful woman. And so what does she do? As soon as she um, does this, uh, the story talks about the family having a chat and then sending her to the hills to meet up with Elizabeth because she knew, or they knew as the family, that Elizabeth was somebody they could trust. And there is power in sharing the stories of the wonders of God in your own life, sharing it with people. Uh, yeah, being excited and sharing those moments together. But the also, the really exciting part is the generational relationship that you see between Elizabeth and Mary. And um, Claire, you mentioned it before, I love to see the generational um, relationships in our church. And through this week, it was really nice. We had Zoe and then we had Charlotte as well helping us with the hampers. And they're just hanging out together, seeing generations and generations. One day, maybe Charlotte will be a youth group leader or something like that. And you just see people sewing into others' lives. And this is a story just like that. And so in both of their stories, it's this line in Luke 1.37. It says, For nothing is impossible for God. Mary and Elizabeth, they were expectants. They were excited about what was already happened, but most importantly, about the fact that what God said to them through the angels was now becoming a reality, a powerful moment in the Christmas story. And so Mary leaves us in these verses with this song, and it says this, My soul glorifies the Lord, my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things to me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arms. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their throne. 
but as he has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but he has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he had promised our ancestors. It's a powerful scripture. It's one of faith. It's one of praise. It talks about the generational impact, but most importantly, it talks about humility, that God will continue to use the humble, just like he did with Elizabeth and Mary. And the final thought is that she believed that God will continue to use um, or fulfill his promises, and that, that we would see that today as well. And so my question is, how does Mary's wonder speak into your own life as well? And so at the end of these verses, and she said it in the video, it was time to go home and deal with it. And just like Elizabeth's story, Mary had challenges waiting for her as well. You have to imagine the gossip of the community once they found out that Mary was going to have a child at a young age and out of marriage. You have to consider the impact of the family, the impact on Joseph, and the impact on her. But the thing is that God's wonders are often things that we don't understand. That's why people react in these certain ways. And Mary's song talks about this, this flipped view on the wonders of the world. It's not about the seven wonders of what mankind can do. It's about the wonders of God. Because our world often, or humans often, see it this way, but God sees it a complete opposite way. It's this upside-down nature of the kingdom of God. And throughout our series of the story, we kept talking about this upper and lower story. And that's what God had planned versus what humans thought was possible. And so we get to the wonders of the world, or wonders of God, sorry. And I read this this week, and I think it summed it up perfectly. It said this, God's wonders reveal his kingdom. And Jesus Christ is the greatest wonder of them all, just as the kids said before. Through his ministry, which was accompanied by wondrous miracles, he brought heaven on earth. God's wonders are supernatural acts beyond our human understanding. And through extraordinary signs, the God of wonders demonstrates his limitless power, his inescapable presence, his divine protection, and his sovereign purposes. And in each instance, God's wondrous works are designed to draw people closer to himself. That is what it's all about. And through his most stunning of all miracles, the wonder of God is revealed in himself through Jesus. And it overcame, if you think of the Easter story, the power of sin and death, and he redeemed his people for all eternity. And so we get to the point of thinking, well, in this season, maybe like Carl, you need to have a fresh encounter of the wonders of God and not on the earthly things. But not just the wonders of our heart's desires, but the wonders of the everyday that we live in. My prayer is that we would be able to see what God sees rather than the, the human understanding. Because when you have that view of what God wants, those walls, those barriers, those things that we're currently stressed about, they start to break down. They start to disappear. And in Psalm 105.5, it says this, Remember the wonders he has done, his miracles and the judgments he's pronounced. Because we need to continue to remember the wonders of God. From the Bible, like Elizabeth and Mary's story, but through other people's stories as well, through our own 
and at the end of the day, through the wonders of Christmas. And so the team, they're going to come up and play Wonder, which is the song they, they played in the offering. And these, these lyrics, which are quite powerful, and this is my prayer for you today. It says, I see the world in grace. I see the world in gospel. I see the world your way. And I'm walking in the light. I'm walking in the wonder. You're the wonder in the wild, turning wilderness to wonder. And that's my prayer for each of you that we would continue to see the world in God's eyes rather than our own, and that we would be able to walk in that wonder, that joy that Jesus brings us. And as the band plays, I encourage you, if you want to sit and just listen and reflect over the lyrics, if you want to stand and sing, just take this time to really reflect on the wonders of God, the wonder of Christmas, and as our theme is at the end, that Jesus will make all the difference in your life. And that's my prayer for you this week as we lead up to Christmas. Amen. Always great to have Joel up the front preaching from us and teaching us from the Word. It was a great sermon. Really enjoyed that on Sunday. That wraps up all of the Shire Salvos podcast for this week. Folks, hope you've enjoyed it. We'll be back for another episode next week. We're going to continue all over the Christmas and New Year period. And uh, yeah, certainly hope it is a blessed time for you. But as I mentioned before, please do uh, reach out if you are uh, struggling through this time because it is uh, it is a tough time for uh, a lot of people. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Shire Salvos podcast. We'll see you next week. But until then, stay safe, God bless, and we'll see you next week.